0: McDansett. and i'm hannah hampton you're listening to hr after hours well all right welcome to hr after hours the only <laughs> hr podcast that cares enough to put you on their holiday card list oh. hannah hampton how the heck are you today
1: i'm hanging in there man
0: <laughs> how yo I, I think that's the I think that's the new greeting or exchange instead of saying I'm doing fabulous or I'm good or hanging in there, I think is definitely the proper way to meet and greet one another in 2020. Well, I know we've got uh, a few things to cover so we'll be pretty quick and jump right in. But seriously, Hannah, I believe you have some news that you know the yeah. mixer wants to hear <laughs> about his least favorite fast food chain. Oh. Well, I, Golden Arches themselves, home of the McGrabass. Tell me what's going on with McDonald's.
1: Okay, well, first of all, it's not my least favorite. Uh, I love a good egg McMuffin. That was my go-to lunch when I used to travel for work all the time. So, anyways, I'm just putting that disclaimer out there that's more of a Mick thing than Anna. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I actually do have some McDonald's news, and I you know, I always think it's exciting uh, McDonald's has tapped Tiffany Boyd as its new U.S. Chief People Officer that's going to start in January. So, you know, I know we've we've brought up in many past episodes some of McDonald's uh, HR issues, as we would uh, say. And this is really exciting because uh, Tiffany Boyd comes from General Mills, where she worked for over 20 years. So she's got a lot of great experience in a food man- manufacturer. And she was a vice president of HR for North America Retail. This article from HR Dive said that in her role, she focused on engagement and culture change. So I feel like that is a probably welcomed background for McDonald's because it seems that, uh, you know, they they need a little bit of help in, <laughs> their, <laughs> in some of their uh, culture, specifically in um, their HR department has had a bit of... Uh, some turnover and shuffling. So I think this is, will be a welcomed uh, change to that department. So I'm excited to, to see what she brings. So I think good for McDonald's and uh, good for their culture.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully she'll be allowed to do what she's done in the past. And it does sound like she is someone that comes in to make a change and improve a company culture. You know, She's definitely got her hands full. So I mm-hmm. hope that they are paying her handsomely. Um, because, I mean, like I said earlier, we're talking about home of the McGrabass, ass, you know, former CEO, uh, Mr. Easterbrook, who just loved to dip his McNuggets in all the company sauces he could. And (laughs) so she's definitely, she's got to come in and she's going to have to lead that charge to change not only the culture, but hopefully just the entire momentum of, I really feel this is somewhere where, HR can impact operations. McDonald's has lost their identity almost since the the economy crashed in 2008, and the millennials spoke up, and they said, we don't want cheap food for 99 cents anymore. And then McDonald's tried to relaunch that value menu a couple times, and it just failed. And then they came up with their premium burger that no one wanted. And Yeah, I think I read about that, that people wanted, you know, when they
1: go to McDonald's, they're not expecting to get a fine burger they want something fast they want something cheap i think i read an article about that but let me jump in real fast so i want to say you know in in this hr dive article they talked about how boyd was replacing melanie steinbeck who uh, left back in august um, but she'd only been promoted into that role in june and so HR Dive was alluding to it's possible um, that Boyd's predecessor Steinbeck was pushed out of the company to clean house and eliminate the executives that were a part of Easterbrook's tenure. So obviously McDonald's never definitively stated uh, whether this you know this person was let go or they they left on their own. But certainly I think it is it is safe to say that they're trying to clean up or clean house from that nightmare uh, Easterbrook
0: scenario. They're calling it this, this team they're assembling their global impact team. This is, you know, they're coming in, like you said, they're coming out of the wake of Mr. Easterbrook and the constant accusations that just kept rolling in after he left and... You know, she's got her hands full, but uh, she looks like she's uh, someone that's going to give it 100 percent and hopefully she'll make an impact. And really, we just want to see a change in that culture because culture is making the news versus the successes of the brand. And that is when HR really can step in and impact operations.
1: I honestly do feel like that they made a good decision because obviously, you know, looking at, at Tiffany's background, She's got a lot of great experience under her belt and, you know, focusing on that culture piece. So I feel like um, I'm excited. I think it'll be good things for McDonald's. And certainly, of course, we've enjoyed discussing McDonald's in our podcast. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we want to see their company culture improve. We want to see that company, um, you know, do the right things for its team members, because certainly... You know they do. I feel like there are a number of things that they offer to to people and to their employees. So let's uh, see them continue to grow that, and uh, you know we will see what the future holds.
0: Absolutely, very smart move by McDonald's. You know they are still facing multiple discrimination lawsuits, even from you know black franchisees. A current black executive. They've got some labor led actions going against them, and a lot of it was really geared at the franchisees. But Mm -hmm. they're being held accountable. So I mean, this and we've
1: talked a bit in previous previous episodes about franchisees and some of the reasons why they struggle in the HR place, and part of it is. They usually don't have an HR team or an HR person handling these complaints, these issues. So, you know, listeners, if you're new to us, go back and listen to some previous episodes because we do talk about like, hey, why, are, why do franchisees sometimes fail in the HR world? And it's because they don't have a subject matter expert helping them through these issues.
0: You know, that is a very valid point. I would love to see them because at one point McDonald's was known for having one of the most ironclad franchise agreements. I mean, you had to have X amount of dollars in the bank, you had to have X amount of experience. And uh, if, if now more than ever, I do think that they should look at uh, how they're either going to support the franchisees on the HR side or if they are going to have uh, some strict guidelines as far as having uh, someone driving the HR policies on the franchisee side. There's a lot to see here. I love that. The Golden Arches keeps coming up on our podcast just because it's <laughs> fun as hell for me. But in all seriousness, I would love to see them fix fix the slew of issues they have. Yeah. It looks like she may be the the right move and the right uh, person to uh, head yeah. this change. So good luck. Yeah, you.
1: and you know what? I will say I'm I am the type of person who I want to, I want her to be successful. I love supporting my fellow HR. Uh, sisters and brothers out there. So certainly I would love to see her be very successful and help turn this around. We all know how difficult HR can be. Uh, You know, I feel like until you've experienced it, you have no idea what goes on in the HR world. So I really wish her nothing but the best of luck and success. And I think it'd be really cool if she could turn some things around and really, you know, turn that page and, and create a new culture because HR is it's hard enough as it is, and you know we all need to support each other. And I have to say, over the past year, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed. I've, I've expanded my HR networks via Facebook, via uh, LinkedIn, and it's so great to have people supporting you and helping you be successful because it's it's hard. And I have to say, 2020 has been particularly hard for us in the HR field. Wouldn't you say?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we do wish uh, Tiffany Boyd the nothing but the best of luck. You know, people might think, oh, but Mick, who are you going to make fun of? There's always someone. (laughs) There's always going to be someone. And I do think that with the size of that company, you know, I would love to see them lead the way and be extremely progressive. And you are absolutely right. This is this is a time where I have actually reconnected with former co-workers mm-hmm. just because I've seen a stressful post, a flare being shot up by someone just saying, you know, 2020 has just kicked my ass. People you know? losing
1: their jobs left and right. I know a handful of recruiters who've been uh, laid off this year. I mean, it's it's just it's been a tough year. and. That's, you know, the last thing we want to do is not support one another in this, like, crappy year. Like, it's just 2020 has been shitty. And I I saw another article. This is another one. HR Dive, I love you. You're a great place. Where there was a a survey. And it said 71% of HR professionals responding to the survey said that 2020 had been the most stressful year of their career. So if any year that they've worked through, and let's get real, like I know I worked through, you know, 2008, 2009, and that was pretty stressful when, um, with that recession, a lot of people have worked through, you know, the 2000, 2001 dot bomb, the dot com bubble bursting, but this was the most stressful year. So what are your thoughts about that?
0: Oh, that doesn't surprise me in the least. I mean, we've had our world completely upended. I think the reason that this year is considered the most stressful year is the fact it's not about just worrying about your finances and how you're going to stay afloat. This is about everything. This is about your family. It's about safety. It's mm-hmm. about the fact that we have to listen to people argue about whether or not mm-hmm. they should wear a mask. There's so much unnecessary conflict in a time where we do need to empathize with one another. We need to support each other. And that's that's not what we're seeing right now, or we're not seeing enough of it. There's some great people out there doing some great things, but there, uh, nothing about that uh, surprises me in the least because this is the first year that hits you from every side, yeah. whether you can't visit your parents or your grandparents because you know, you've got to make sure they're healthy and, and protected. You can't your, – your kids can't go to school, so you're also helping with their homeschooling. And and honestly, you know, even uh, some of the most tech-savvy tech people I know still need that personal interaction, and those conversations that you can't have via Zoom to understand things. Um, they just kind of shut down when they're looking at a two-dimensional unless, uh, person.
1: And let's so, not even – let's also not forget, like, this year – the political landscape was pretty um, stressful, whether, you know, this is not, you know, about picking sides and, and saying, you know, who, who you voted for, who you didn't vote for, but this was also a very stressful political landscape. And I think that that brought upon a lot of stress for people as well on top of COVID. So, you know, that affects people at work. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I also, you know, Yeah, I I don't want to go too deep down that rabbit hole, (laughs) but you know, one thing that I think that has pushed HR professionals to think about is making sure that they have a really good, they have good options for their employees with regards to mental health and access to things that, you know, maybe it was a little bit easier to talk about the EAPs that that people have, uh, you know, the companies have in person People uh, getting that information in front of folks, but you know, it's it was just a whole new world. If you if your company was remote and you weren't used to being remote, it was making sure that people understood these tools are in front of them. I'd say, you know, that's an, another big stress where people. Pretty quickly, like overnight, had to go from working in an office to working remotely. And I know that you're somebody who's worked remote for years. I've worked remote in past jobs, so it wasn't as big of a lifestyle change for us. But there are a number of people who, number one, they weren't set up to work from home. Number two, they didn't have the right spaces. So that's got to hurt. Uh, That was tough on on people's mental, you know, uh, just mental illness. I don't want to say mental illness, but like just their overall happiness. And, you know, just having to to change how you do things pretty much immediately and then the added stress of, oh, my gosh, I'm homeschooling my kids or, oh, my gosh, I can't see my parents. I can't see my grandparents. So there was so much of that additional stress on top of surviving during a global pandemic that is still ongoing as we record this. So, I mean, certainly um, there's so much stress going on. And then you've got to continue to do your job and continue to do it as well as possible. And I remember we, I've had this conversation with people, but it's like, hey, you need to forgive yourself. You need to go easy on yourself. Not only are you working from home, but you're working from home during a global pandemic. So you know you may not be as productive as you were you know, a year ago. You may not feel as secure as you did a year ago. And that all—that is all—strains on our, our mental health. So this has just been a trying year because certainly you know we're trying to uphold the work cultures and and work environment while you know dealing with all of these and uh, you know and we also as HR professionals are also dealing with these stresses. So I feel like I understand why people feel this has been the most stressful year in their careers, and I th- certainly feel. It will, um, you know, we'll always remember this as 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 being a very stressful time. So, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I think you're spot on, and I think the thing is, and this is where this is going to be one of those easier said than done statements, which I am very good at. In all seriousness, you know, the one thing that. A lot of great HR professionals do, their, their Achilles heel is, is the fact that a lot of us are great at stopping what we're doing and helping those that need help. And, and like you said, getting those resources to people and making sure they know about those resources. But what we tend to suck at is taking our own advice oh, and taking 100%. care of ourselves and using the tools that we provide for others, all, using them ourselves. And that's where I think this has got to take place. Oh my gosh. We've got, we've got at least two, three more months of this easily.
1: I will tell you. This
0: is when it's time to take the days off that you have to utilize all the tools that are there. I just going to say that, like, you.
1: I struggled. I have so much PTO in my bank because I was unable to take any time off this year. And I feel like a lot of it was self-imposed. Like, I just had so much on my plate and I felt bad taking a day off. Um, but I am sure, tr- like, I just literally this morning submitted a PTO request to my boss because I'm like, I'm just trying to burn time before the end of the year uh, because we have a rollover limit. And I'm gonna have more than the rollover limit, so I yeah I feel like we as HR professionals like do as I, do as I say and not as I do. I well, you know like what's funny though remember. is
0: mm-hmm. even though you just said you're taking that PTO time, you still did it in an HR professional way where you're like, well, I'm just gonna burn this time because I have it, I need to use it, I'm gonna lose it. No, you need to take some days off for you. Oh, I know the things that need to get done. But your default switch is what the, the HR default switch is. You were like, well, I need I, oh, I'll just take them. And the thing is, though, where sometimes we don't do ourselves justice as we say it that way. And so, you, you know how I'm so big on perception, but the perception is, oh, well, Hannah doesn't really need the time off. She's just burning her days. So I'm still going to call her if I need something. It's got to be, guys, I got a lot that I haven't taken care of this year with the shit show that's 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take these days off. That's Uh, what I
1: say. It's like, do as I say, not as I do. Because I I, I tried, you know, I tried to take some time off sometimes, but then I'd move it around. And no, I get it. Like, I I 100% get it. Like, I... Um, yeah, I feel, but I feel like HR professionals are just like that, and you know, and again, to stand up for what we do, I also feel like sometimes we are. I don't want to say, you know, the, the I, I, I always like to say that HR is the glue of the company. Sometimes you don't see what we're doing, but if we were gone, things would fall apart because like glue can dry clear, <laughs> you know? So you're not always seeing it do do its job, but hey, if, if HR suddenly wasn't there, it would all fall apart. And uh, I also feel like sometimes, yeah, so, so sometimes I just, I don't know, it's one of those things where we, I feel like we do, we really try to preach to people you earned your time off, take it. You, you can't burn out. You need to take care of yourself so you don't burn out. And then we work ourselves to burn out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And that's the thing is there are people in your company that look at you as the HR professional. They're the person that knows everything. They have all their shit together. And if you look like you just went to hell and back. Um, they see you on a Zoom call, or you're you're just tired. Or you, I mean, then they're like, "Holy shit!" If Hannah Hampton's dying, oh, I'm because she has it together so that is really where we need to take better care of ourselves because we're still leading by Should example I a, a even little that. offended like <laughs> are you saying
1: i look like hell
0: because... oh look at that i gotta go mm-hmm. um thanks a lot everyone have a great day <laughs> take care of yourself <laughs> hannah hampton always the pleasure love you talk to you next week